Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome. Welcome to Warriors Wrap Up. Wrap up. Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95.7, the game. up the right wing behind the back behind the back again through the legs falls down to his knees keeps his dribble goes behind his back and lays it up and in from the right block are you kidding me Stephen Curry put that one on the highlight reel oh my goodness the Globetrotters got nothing on Stephen Curry 14 points in this third quarter and still a buck 30 to go that's right uh Stephen Curry back in the lineup and everything falling into place for the Warriors tonight as Kate Scott had the call there along with Mary Murphy and the Warriors beat the Chicago Bulls with relative ease tonight 116 to 102 888 as we welcome you inside Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 the game uh needless to say Ryan Covey the Warriors got a much needed victory and uh dare I say they chased this one tonight with Stephen Curry coming back clearly playing in pain but setting the tone for what wound up being a pretty productive night for the Warriors all the way around yeah nice to see Steph back out there and not that I enjoy seeing Steph in pain in any way shape or form but it certainly validated seeing him in the state that he was in uh, that he was in fact on the mend and this wasn't the Warriors being coy about that and maybe preserving him for a date to be uh, to be named later he certainly was playing through pain tonight gutted it out and helped this team get over the line great team win though for the five dubs uh, starters and double figures in the first half nice bounce back for Wiseman. Great two-way game from Ubre. Wiggins continues to roll. Nice game from Draymond. So a lot of platitudes to go around, but good showing by the starters and kind of helps when you got that Steph Curry guy back in that starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, he sets the tone. It's really about confidence. And look, there are so many different things that are a derivative of Stephen Curry coming back and playing at a high level. The number one is He's Stephen Curry, and he goes for 32 points, and he's awesome, and he's the top three scorer in the NBA, and you just need that offense. Number two, 
what it does for you is it gives you it gives you an engaged Draymond Green immediately right there. So now your best two players are are, are playing uh, at a high level going into this thing and playing like they know they need to get themselves a victory. Andrew Wiggins has a nice night, three of five from three. Kelly Oubre really aggressive. It felt tonight in watching him play like whatever the hell was going on after the trade deadline and those first couple of games, he was able to like we talked about in the pregame. Put it behind him, move forward, and uh, with a clean slate, uh, finish off the remainder of this season. Kent Bazemore able to, to pitch in a nice game tonight. And, and yeah, much more ingre- aggressive James Wiseman. Uh, just uh, just looked like somebody got at him and said, youngster, you got to get after it. And yeah. uh, so he was just more aggressive, more forceful uh, in the game tonight. And, and look. The Chicago Bulls are, are struggling in their own right, a talented but struggling team, and maybe the right team for the Warriors to, to, to find on this night, although it was a close game for the better part of the first half. Both teams just offensively flowing. Kind of had that uh, little bit maybe too much of the flowing offense vibe to it in the first half, but the Warriors were able to to put their imprint on this thing late third, early fourth, and, and put it away uh, to, to win comfortably. Yeah, they batten down the hatches defensively. I was really impressed with their effort defensively in the second half. And, you know, by the time the the fourth quarter rolls around, they held the Bulls to just 17 points in that quarter. It it just felt like into the second half, we've seen these type of game scripts before where the Warriors are feeling pretty good offensively. And you just feel like at some point they're going to go on a run, especially against a team like the Bulls. You know, maybe not against upper echelon teams, but certainly against, uh, you know, the lower tier teams in the NBA. The Warriors are capable when they're when they're rolling offensively of putting together enough stops defensively uh, to put a team away. I just always kind of felt like that run was coming, um, and and it kind of straddled the third quarter and into the fourth. And I really thought uh, that that first shift in the fourth quarter, I thought those guys did a really nice job. Bazemore hit a big three early in the fourth, and um, you know it allowed Steph to get a little more time on the bench. And, and really, the thing was never in doubt in the fourth quarter. And, and you know, it clearly, uh, I agree with you about James Wiseman. I mean, this was a you know a game against Vucevic, a guy that we know can score, presents some uh, some pretty unique challenges. I like that Wiseman wasn't fouling tonight. He blocked some shots. He affected a lot of shots. And he kind of felt like he was just kind of getting his swag back, J.D. And it can be a bumpy road for any rookie in the NBA, certainly a big, certainly with one who's had kind of these stops and starts that James Wiseman has had and all the other stuff that just goes along with being James Wiseman, a member of this Warriors team. Uh, But good game for him tonight. Stock back up for him. Now it's just about getting out on this road trip and, and kind of building on it. And there were a couple of lobs early in the game. There was some pick and roll in the first half. It looked like the Warriors made more of a a concerted effort to get Wiseman involved in actions that he's more comfortable with and can succeed with, which I think is a part of it too. Some of that maybe is just Steph being back, and and we're getting to see now Wiseman play more with Steph. I mean, the reality is by the time Wiseman had worked his way into the starting lineup – Steph had worked his way out (laughs) and so because of the injury so you really didn't have uh, an opportunity for maybe what the Warriors envisioned this entire second half being from the point that they took the floor against the Clippers obviously we know the story about the the missed practice and the COVID test and all that stuff but it, it, it felt tonight like okay this was the first time Steph's back Wiseman's in there this is kind of how it's supposed to look and I think they were able to maybe dust off a couple areas of the playbook that are a little bit different from what we had seen in some of these games where Wiseman had been out there but he hadn't been out there with Steph. 888-957-9570 let's get to uh, the Tenderloin dad 
uh, in San Francisco. What's up, Tenderloin? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Yeah, San Francisco, baby. Golden State Warriors trying to bring back the 80s. Jason wins, eat the bottle, run around town like a Juan Tescano, hit the pike. Hot takes on my lips, got J.D. Kobe on the mic. Gentlemen, what's good? <laughs> Damn, you dropping bars, Tenderloin Dad. <laughs> I'm fired up after this game. That was a great performance by Steph. 32 points coming off the bruised tailbone. That must have not been easy. And James Wiseman, what a fantastic game he had on the floor. He was, he was involved in some pick and roll plays, him and Wiggins. He was blocking shots, affecting shots, scoring. And the second unit held it down in the second half. You know, that big three by Baysmore was clutch. And I thought they really pushed through to, you know, win this game. And I know they got a big, you know, uh, road trip coming up. And they're going to play Miami, who's a fantastic team. But, you know, I think they got a little gusto. And Chasey wins eight the motto, but I'm fired up. And uh, that's all I got to say. You guys have a great night. All right, you have a better one than us. Uh, great, great call there to open up Warriors wrap-up here tonight on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. Phone lines open here. Warriors beat the Bulls 116-102. to uh, Miami's beatable. They're twenty three yeah. and twenty four. They got the best. They got the same record the Warriors do right now. And I, you know, they they were starting to figure it out. And then they've been struggling a little bit. I know they made a couple of deals. I mean that that's a fifty fifty game for me. Uh, as long as Stephen Curry is, is able to play through the pain, as it seemed like he was able to do in this game tonight. It, it seems to me, and I know we're going to hear from Steph Covey, we'll hear from Steve Kerr, it seems to me, though, that this is more of a pain tolerance thing than it's a situation where he has the potential to re-injure or do more damage to that tailbone. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. And, you know, JB, uh, Jim Barnett talked about it on the pregame show. He's absolutely right. Uh, and, and look, Steph gutted it out. Hopefully there's no lingering effects. He did uh, take a little bit of a spill in the first half uh, and, you know, was a bit slow getting up. We saw him just gutting it out. Uh, hopefully that long flight isn't going to, you know, cause any, uh, I don't know, re-aggravation, if you will, um, or, you know, maybe he bruised it and, you know, just hurt it even more. Who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll have to see how he's feeling uh, tomorrow when he gets up. I'm sure he's going to be a little bit sore still. But the good news is they got a couple days off before the next game. And as far as Miami goes, I mean, I, I agree 100%. That is a 50-50 game. They ain't beating anybody you know, blowing anybody's doors off. If Steph plays, Dub's got every opportunity to win that game. It's it's more about when the Dubs are at their best, what they're doing, right? I mean, you know, their team defense, challenging shots, rallying to the basketball, quick switches, et cetera, not fouling. Uh, and then, of course, you know, keeping that ball moving offensively. You got Draymond out there operating from the elbow and, and getting those easy looks and ultimately knocking down those shots. If the Warriors execute their game plan the way they're capable of, they can absolutely beat the Miami Heat. And if they go out there and they shoot 20 percent from three-point range and aren't uh, playing great team defense they'll lose well the thing that I like about the Warriors tonight and it, and it starts with Steph is I feel like they and, and I'm with you and you said this off the top like it they I don't think they were messing around necessarily with this injury or anything like that holding Steph back or what but but the I think the Warriors though and Steph drew a line in the sand tonight and and they said hey we, we are from today forward trying to make sure that we get into the playoffs. And and because if you know, Steph clearly was playing through it, 
you've got you know Sacramento won again tonight in San Antonio. The Pelicans won again tonight. They're right on the Warriors' heels for the tenth seed. The Grizzlies, who are right above the Warriors, won tonight. Dallas won tonight. Uh, now as they flip flop spots with San Antonio because the Spurs lost. So you look at all of these teams right now, and it's basically six teams that are battling for four spots. If you count the Kings and the Pelicans now as the two teams on the outside, uh, five of the five of the six won tonight and the only one that didn't was San Antonio because they played Sacramento who beat them so it it the the time had come for the Warriors to say enough is enough and and really the the reality of this situation is you know as it relates to Miami and and Toronto who's really struggling and even Atlanta the back end of that road trip on Sunday it's two different teams when the Warriors have Steph Curry really and they have some big wins against some of the elite competition but really, it's been just the the elite of the elite have been the teams the Warriors have struggled with this year. But all the middling teams, it's been 50-50. Warriors have won their share. They've lost some. As long as they've got Steph, they can, they can win any of those games against any of the teams beneath them or any of the teams that are right at or slightly above their level in terms of overall record. But it, it's all contingent on Steph playing because as we saw these last two games – and and really the two before that even, but the last two were before tonight. If they don't have Steph, it's just it's just completely different. It, yeah. It's just it's not it's just it's 2019 2020. You know, like if Steph is out, they're not making the playoffs in all likelihood. But if he plays a, a good portion of the remaining now 25 games, then I think they will hold off Sacramento and the Pelicans. Yeah, I think it probably comes down to that. Uh, and look, you know, Steve, Steve Kerr's message to this basketball team has got to be along the lines of kind of what you just said. Maybe not, you know, breaking it down to the if Steph's here, we got action. If he's not, we're screwed. But more along the lines of the outside of these these top end teams, Jazz, Suns, Clippers, Lakers, we can play with anybody in this conference, right? And and so if you're the Warriors, I wouldn't worry about doing a lot of schedule watching, standing watch, any of that right now. I mean, right tonight it was just about getting a win, right? And just winning yeah, a basketball yeah. game. And, and, and you're then, playing them all. You're right, playing it, them all except San Antonio, so you'll figure it out. You got them all ahead of you. That's right. So you literally still have everything to play for. And the goal still should be, um, you know, certainly to be in that seven or eight spot. So you only have to win one of the games in order to secure a playoff position. So that needs to be the goal. But, you know, right now you, you can't be afford to even be looking big picture. You just have to worry about getting on this plane, facing the Miami Heat and building on what you did tonight and the type of things that you can lean on and hang your hat on that have given you success against teams in the past when you've been successful that's what Steve Kerr's message to this basketball team needs to be and then oh yeah hey Steph how you feeling bro because uh, we're gonna need you in Miami in a couple days yeah absolutely it's Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 the game as you listen to 95.7 the game KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco a radio.com sports station Warriors 116 Bulls 102 so the Warriors improved to 23 and 24 let's get to Eric and Milbray he's up next here on Warriors wrap up what's up E so, fellas, uh, man, was it great to see uh, Curry back. We desperately needed him. The Warriors were just reeling, struggling, uh, fall, fell all the way down to 10th place in, in the West and falling further. Uh, all the other teams playing great ball now. Pelicans have finally found live teams. So the, the, the main thing you guys have mentioned already, and it's paramount, and we got to keep reiterating, is Curry's health is his utter importance because if he suffers any more injuries, I mean, it's, it's a wrap for the Warriors because – you see how he brings everybody to life. And tonight, 
was another prime example. Obviously, they're playing a, a struggling Bulls team, but you know they 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 can play well from time to time. They're just inconsistent. And Curry just back there, and he, it didn't look like he even missed a beat there. And you saw everybody just feeds off him. Wiggins, his inconsistent style finally comes to life. Uh, Draymond was playing ball. Yeah, Ubre. You got guys like Bazemore off the bench. So everybody's just he's a lifeblood for everybody on this team. And you see it when he's back, uh, as opposed you know when he's out of the lineup. And it was great to see that. You guys mentioned they're they're going on this road trip here. I expect them to win two. Obviously, you want to sweep, but minimum two. Toronto's not the same team anymore. Heat are struggling. They're up and down. Uh, they just made a trade for Oladipo, and then and then you got the Hawks team, which uh, that could that should probably be a win. But I mean that's a toss up game. So I'm expecting at least two wins before you get this home stand, starting with a great team like the Bucks. So what do you guys uh, foresee going forward? Because I, I think they can still get that eighth spot, but I ideally. But I can see him also just finishing out and being one of the playing teams. Um, what do you guys see projecting uh, looking at the schedule? I know we're looking ahead, but I want to get an idea of what you guys are looking at in this final stretch. Thanks for the time. Yeah, you got it. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate the call. Look, if, if the Warriors have 25 games left, if, if Steph plays, I don't know, 22 of them, they're, they're going to make the play-in tournament. I, I, mean, it, I mean, flat out, I, they'll, make, they'll make the play-in tournament at that point, as long as it's the right 22. As long as the three that he misses aren't the one game against Memphis, the one game against Sacramento, and the one game against Dallas that they have remaining. As long as those aren't the three, uh, I, I think they'll make it. Uh, as far as the road trip goes, uh, look, all three of the games are difficult. Like I, I don't want to, I don't want to sugarcoat it. Like, hey, the Warriors should should go win this or that. No, uh, two and one would be an excellent trip, as far as I'm concerned. If you win to any of the two, because because I'll be honest, I could see the Warriors going on the trip and and winning any combination of the of two of three. Like, I, I could see them beating beating Miami and Atlanta and losing to Toronto, who who you know has the worst record of the three teams. I could see them losing to Miami, beating Toronto, losing to you know losing to Atlanta. It's I, all I, on I the table. Any, it's all on the table. <laughs> yeah. So you got to make sure you get one cuz I don't think any of the three teams are bad enough where one is a lock. I, like, I think they're going to win one, but I don't know which one it's going to be. Like, I think they'll win one for sure, but it's a coin flip as to which one it would be. It could be any of the three. Well, I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, I mean, look, they've already lost to the Heat. They've already lost to the Hawks, right? And, and Toronto always plays Steph Curry tough, and clearly that's a, a team in flux right now, and, you know, they're still trying to figure things out uh, and probably look into next season, it would seem at this point. But regardless, uh, there are no sure things for sub-500 teams on the road. It's that's just how it goes in the NBA. So, yeah, and, and look, if you do manage to pull off 2-1, and one, which would be phenomenal, uh, then, then you roll back home, and yeah, you've got some tough, you know, you got a tough one against the Bucks, but you could at least be at 500. And as you just look big picture the rest of the way, three games against OKC, three games against New Orleans, you got Cleveland on there, you got Washington. So there are some very winnable games in the second half of the season. Right now, it's just about getting Steph back healthy, reintegrating him in the lineup, get everybody else you know, in their natural position. I think you're getting a really nice two-way game from Andrew Wiggins right now. You need to get that continued level of production. Uh, James Wiseman gets some of that confidence back, You know, get some of these bench guys going. I mean, it, you're literally just taking it one game at a time. Sure, we can project this thing out, and yes, they're going to play the teams that they're chasing or are right on their tail. They're going to play all of those teams. So the good news is we're going to figure it out. But right now, it's just about playing the Miami Heat, 
playing the best two-way game that you can and giving yourself a chance to win that basketball game. And, oh, yeah, stuff healthy. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr here. Uh, Stephen Curry did make his return, and he scored 32 points in this ball game. Six assists, five boards, knocked down six three-pointers, uh, counted the, the falls. I had four falls before he took the charge on that tailbone in this game, and each one of them it looked like he was taking a little bit uh, of inventory tonight. Uh, here's what the head coach of the Dubs, Steve Kerr, had to say on uh, how Steph's return impacted things. Oh yeah, it had everything to do with it. You know, he's um, he's the heart and soul of 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 what we do. You know, he and Draymond together are leaders, and and what they do together um, complements uh, one another and complements our whole team. So, you know, I think the last few games, um, you know, it, it's been it's been tough without that uh, that dynamic of having Steph flying off screens and running pick and roll and spreading the floor and bringing his juice, bringing his, his life and energy to the game. So, you know, we've, we've been in a little rut and we needed him and, and he came through. And the only question mark for me coming out, because I do this on our little rundown, like as we're getting, you know, I take notes during the game, I know you take notes during the game, and then we've got our, our shared doc. Uh, and I like to keep it real simple, right? Like one-liners, half a page, like bullet points. And I, I ran through like six bullet points on the good. And I always lay it out as the good, the bad, then some notes. The, the, the only bad that I had tonight uh, was can Steph hold up and keep it up? Because if he can, he showed tonight that he can still play at a high level, even battling through this thing. If he can't, obviously, uh, that that's a big-time game-changer. Yeah, and I, I think you could see Steph, the activity level stayed up, even though he clearly wasn't 100%. You could see him wince a few times, but, I mean, 6-14 from downtown, 11-24 overall, hit for 32. Uh, you know, this was a pretty physical game too, J.D., and, and they weren't calling a lot of fouls, um, but, you know, right. there was just there was a lot of chopping going on, and I like it when the, the refs let him play. Let me say that off top. I hate it when the game just grinds out to a free throw fest. So that's it's a more uh, enjoyable game to watch, but um, clearly they knew, the Bulls did, that Steph wasn't feeling great. They wanted to, to test him knock him around a little bit clearly that was Billy Donovan's message to his guy but his guys but that's easier said than done right and you know Steph can get rolling and and I think it was important too he got going in the first quarter I think it was important for this team uh to be up five after one there was there was a lot of back and forth the teams were trading buckets for a while and you know Steph set the tone in that respect because look the last couple of games you know you look at the Hawks game and certainly the Kings game yeah the Warriors looked okay offensively but they weren't stopping anybody right just pulling the ball out of the net all day you can't get the transition game going when the Warriors are at their best is when they can get out and run and, and you know Draymond can look to uh, to facilitate Steph can hunt shots and um, they were able to get that part of their game going tonight that was the most positive sign for me was that they had their two-way game going tonight and as the game went on I felt like they got better and better 888-957-9570 Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 the game John Dickinson Ryan Covey Warriors get the win over the Bulls we'll hear more from Steve Kerr coming up also Stephen Curry as well who's hot and who's not uh, that's all straight ahead here as we roll on on a Monday night on 95.7 the game
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Five to shoot. Jordan Poole stops, terminates his dribble at the free throw line. Two to shoot. Draymond Green from the logo, and he hits it! Yes, sir, Draymond Green, 58-54, Warriors lead with two minutes to play in our first half. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Uh, what, what, what do you got on that? 43 feet? It's just your typical 43-footer from Draymond with the, <laughs> with the clock expiring. Not, nothing to it. Hey, every now and right? again, you got, you got to remind everybody you can pull up JD. And actually, you know what? Draymond had more arc on his three-point shot. He hit a few of them tonight. And I know uh, Bob and Kalena were talking about it on the television broadcast. It's you know clearly been something he's been working on for a while. We'll see what it means going forward. But you know, teams are going to continue to leave him open. And obviously, that was a you know a special situation there with the shot clock winding down. But um, look, if if Draymond can even be in the, you know, the mid-30s from three-point range. I mean, my God, like that, that, the Warriors would take that all day and twice on Sunday. So keep shooting them, Draymond, if you're going to keep making them. Yeah, that's a that's a huge, huge deal. Uh, winds up officially as a 37-footer. I would have had it as 40, uh, but I, I was curious, so I just I had to I had to check it uh, here with 2.11 to go before halftime. I would have had it – I think, I think Fitz had it at 43. I would have had it at about 40, but it looks like we gave Draymond, both of us, uh, a little too much. 37-footer on the official he got uh, box score. He got box robbed, He got robbed. <laughs> yeah, that would look, look farther than 37. I'm not going to lie, but three for five uh, from Draymond Green. I, I'll never forget this, and you probably remember it as well. The the 2014-15 Warriors season, it was a game early in the year, and this is the you know first championship year. It was a Saturday night early in that season, and the Warriors were going to play in Chicago, and Chicago was playing really well early in the year. And Draymond, I want to say, hit six or seven threes in, in yeah. that game. It was really the first game where Draymond just just knocked it down from three, and it was just it became and and it just became like. 
wow, if he can do that, this, this team collectively can just be extraordinarily special. I just remember that was one of the first times where you just kind of perked up and you thought, man, this team is for real. Yep. And and Draymond Green, you know, his ability, and, and obviously that hasn't continued throughout the course of, of his career, but he did he did shoot it all right that year. He shot it even better the following year when they won, uh, and, and that was kind of the outlier year when they won 73 games. But uh, something about him and the Bulls, uh, I think, uh, with that three-point shot. Yeah, I remember, and, you know, I just pulled up that box score, J.D. That was in, uh, in Chi-Town on December 6th. Draymond, 41 minutes that night, 11 of 20 from the floor, 7 of 13 from downtown, yeah. seven dimes, ends up with 31 points on the night. Yeah, seven three-pointers, obviously uh, a career high for him. And, uh, yeah, man, he, he likes playing against the Chicago Bulls. So the Warriors have, have really made a habit of, of whooping up on the Bulls uh, the last <laughs> they couple They beat him twice years. last year. Yeah, there's, yeah I know exactly. <laughs> out loud. Yeah, for this the one year. I remember uh, the, the big uh, the, the Jordan Bell game um, at, uh, at Oregon. When you know, because the Bulls obviously sold the Warriors his contract, he had the big game. Uh, there was the game where uh, who got the house? Um, he bought a house for his mom um, and ended up having a big night. Uh, it was a, a role player for the Warriors like two years ago. Oh, his name's right on the tip of my tongue. Alfonso right McKinney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. It was the Fonz baby because I actually interviewed him uh, like a couple of days later. And yeah, the Fonz. He bought his mom a house that day and then had the big night. But then uh, I think you know Clay had a huge night that night as well. So it just kind of buried. Uh, Alfonso McKinney's big game, but yeah, man, the Warriors—they've—they've uh, they've had some doozies against the Chicago Bulls, and I can remember seeing, uh, you know, going and seeing Jordan play uh, when I was a kid, because obviously being a Bulls fan, when they'd come to town, pops would make sure we'd go see him play, like against Run TMC. Jordan would always struggle against the Dubs, um, you know, throughout his career. Certainly when he would come and play in the Bay Area, some of his lowest career averages were in those games. I think I went and saw Michael play; he only scored like 17 points or something. I was—I was distraught as a kid. I'm thinking, oh, he's going to hang 40 on him; he's going to be dunking all over the place Jordan went like I don't know like four of 18 or something whatever it was that night and I was like oh man but anyway at least I saw him and yeah Clay Thompson going back a couple of years ago broke the the, the three-point record for threes in a game against Chicago uh, a couple of years back in October in Chicago so yeah the Warriors have had a lot of big moments uh, over the last uh, few years uh, what October the 29th of 2018 it looks like that was uh, when Clay Thompson went off at United Center and the Warriors were able to win. So, yeah, but the tell-all for me is if you can beat – if you beat Chicago twice last year, if, if two of your 15 and 15 or 50 uh, – and 15 and 50, that's some ownage. That's some ownage right there. Yeah, and, and by the way, uh, you know, in that game in Chicago, it's funny you mention that because, uh, you know, I just pulled up the box score there. And, yes, Clay 14 threes. That was also the game where Alfonso McKinney, he goes for a career-high 19 and bought, had bought his mom a house earlier in the day. You know, he's from Chi-Town. Like, it was a, a yep. huge moment in his life for him. But then, you know, Clay messes around and hits 14 threes. So, thanks for coming out. 888 957 9570 Warriors wrap up on 957 the game. Uh, let, let's hear from from Stephen Curry. We were talking about James Wiseman, much more aggressive uh night for James Wiseman. Uh, he joined Kate and and Mary Murphy uh, after the ball game uh here on 957 the game and uh Curry, he talked about uh, Wiseman's night. I think tonight was uh a step in the right direction in terms of his overall presence and impact on the game. And, you know, as a rookie coming in, there's so much scrutiny about everything that you're doing. You're looking at the box score stats, the rookie rankings and all that. 
I've seen a lot of 12 and 5 games, 12 5 and 4 block games before. This one was one of his, you know, better games of the season in terms of what he was trying to do and his, his energy and his impact on the court. So not to look at the box score and try to, you know, judge himself off, off that alone. That's only part of the story. Um, what it looked like on the court was, you know, great intentions and great energy and, uh, and a huge impact. Well, it, it looked pretty good on the floor tonight for me, and the, and the four blocks are, are, the, are what stands out, the career-high four blocks for Wiseman. But really beyond that, it's the forceful nature that he played the game with. That's the you know, questions about his motor have been floating around here in particular the last maybe week to 10 days. And that's something that you just can't have if you're James Wiseman. You can make mistakes, you can struggle, you can not play well, but to look like you're not going full speed, that's the kind of thing that's just unacceptable. And, and tonight it looked like he was, he was just on a, in a completely different gear. Yeah, well, and that's what will have you fall out of favor with your head coach pretty quickly. And really, look, the other guys, uh, they know who's going full speed out there. And, you know, maybe he did get a little bit discouraged. You can have a rough night at the office. Uh, you know, maybe there's more to some of these, uh, you know, little subplots that meet the eye. But the bottom line, the, you need to see the effort, that level of determination. And, you know, look, maybe, you know, even on a night like tonight, career high four blocks, you know, you still want the rebounding numbers to be a little bit better. You look, okay, minus eight, still committed four fouls but this is certainly something to build on and if he brings that type of intent every night uh the way that he affected shots certainly the way that he blocked shots just his overall presence down on the block all that other stuff that he longs for and the you know the statistical columns and the, the overall perception all that other stuff will start to change that other stuff will come uh if he just brings this type of effort every night with that type that body type that athleticism that that just innate raw ability uh that he possesses if he brings that kind of focus and determination uh, on a much more regular and consistent basis, he's going to be just fine. And, and really, J.D., isn't that what the, the benchmark of being a, a true pro and a great is? It's consistency. Look, this is the NBA. Anybody can pop off for you know 20 on a given night or a double-double for a big, block a bunch of shots, like game flow, opposition, where they're at. Like A lot of things can factor into that. When you graduate to that next level, you find a semblance of consistency, right? And, and that's what you're looking for from James Wiseman. But in order to get there, it's got to be those building blocks. And tonight, just call it for what it is. It's a step in the right direction. Now you're going to go down. You're going to see a Heat team. They like to get after it. They're a physical bunch. So you're going to need to match that determination. And look, the Warriors need that, right? They need, they, that's why they drafted Wiseman, J.D. They need that presence down on the block. They need that guy that can affect shots, get rebounds, set screens. Yeah, the scoring's nice, but you need all that other stuff. That's what I want to see James Wiseman hone in on in the second half here. Yeah, that'll be big for him. And in 28 minutes tonight, again, I like the fact they got him some stuff going to, to the rim. They got him a couple of lobs. That, that, that Those, I think, are the, the types of plays that, that get him more comfortable uh, within the action. And, and so I think you need to see more of that. Uh, it, it just had that feel like the Warriors really put – a focus, and and I'm not saying they don't do this with regularity, but but there are some nights where you can tell they're just like they're going for it, like they're they're going for it. It's it's game plan. They're getting after it. I think a little bit of desperation from the losing streak here uh, of the last four games, and like you just you just there's just a different vibe and a different purpose to this team. And yeah, Steph coming back is a big part of it, but you could tell that this team tonight 
felt like their whole season was maybe slipping away. Because I'll be honest, like we, we've talked a lot this year about you know what's a successful season, what's not a successful season. Do you have to get to the six seed? At, at times, it looked like maybe the Warriors could push to the four seed. That that's all off the table at this point in time. I'm going to tell you one thing straight up: if the Warriors don't make the play-in tournament and the Sacramento Kings or the New Orleans Pelicans do, that will be an unsuccessful season for the Golden State Warriors. I, and, you know, no that, doubt. Like, just period, point blank. Like There aren't a lot of things that maybe would be considered that, but that would be one of them. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, look, before they went into this, you know, what, losing uh, – before tonight they lost, what, three of their uh, – they'd only won three of their last 12. Before that, they were four games over 500 and looked to be in a, a pretty prime position to maybe even make a push for some of those other things you were talking about. That slipped away, and so at this point, you got to just go out there and reprove yourself. And, and clearly, uh, you know, they, they've been in this poll around 500 all year, and now they've kind of dipped – on the wrong side of it, you know, a couple games under, as you mentioned on the pregame, for the first time, two games under since uh, they were heading into Chicago to play the Bulls yeah. the third game of the year, uh, and they got the win that night. They got it tonight. So uh, good on them, but absolutely. You you go, you finish this year 11 or below. It, it, yeah, it's, I'm not going to say a disaster, but certainly a failure. I want to ask you about about Wiggins. I, can we just acknowledge Andrew Wiggins have a hell of a month, okay? And I know that, you know, defensively this team has had some lapses. And, you know, Wiggins gets tasked with guarding, uh, the, you know, the very best wings that the opposition has to offer. He does a lot. He switches um, on so many different guys. But offensively, I mean, he hit the skids in the month of February. And it was like, uh-oh, I'm going to shoot 26% from three-point range that month, something like that. He's over 50% from three this month. Uh, he's had some big scoring games. He stepped in for Steph when he's been out. Andrew Wiggins has has raised the bar, certainly offensively, at a time where they needed it. And sure, it hasn't maybe translated into wins and losses because collectively the team hasn't done enough. But I got to admit, man, I'm, I'm impressed with Andrew Wiggins. And I just, J.D., I want to see what it looks like next year with Steph, with Clay, with Wiggins, with Draymond, with Wiseman, with Pascal, with Poole, maybe Kelly Oubre, uh, whoever they draft uh, and whoever they maybe get with that mid-level I want to see what it looks like because Andrew Wiggins, as like your fourth most important piece, I'm liking the way that team's looking. Yeah, I, that that's what it is. It's all about how does he fit with Clay and and everybody else. And I think that's I think he's done enough to where you feel pretty good about knocking him down another notch in the pecking order. The only unfortunate aspect of Wiggins month is just the fact that it's going to wind up being a four and eight month for, for the Warriors uh, going all the way back to, to the beginning. I mean, that's you start this month, 19 and 16 after the Lakers lost, you're going to end at 23 and 24. A lot of, a lot of extenuating circumstances. Again, the main one, Stephen Curry being out and, and look, we know how quickly things can change for this team. Uh, they're now 22 and 18 uh, with Steph in the lineup. Uh, it's one and six with Steph out of the lineup. Uh, again, if he if he's able to play these last 25 games, the bulk of them, 22, 23, 24, all 25 of them, uh, then then this team has proven that they're probably going to be a few games over 500 between now and the end of the year, and that's going to make everybody else uh, be able to play freely enough to to make an impact. I, I'm with you though on Wiggins as far as as how it looks next year. I'm not I'm not down on that like maybe some are. Uh, on the nights where, where he struggles. The, the key, I think, for this Warriors team, though, is going to be can Wiggins and Oubre 
play well together at the same time. Because if you look at it, it's been every other month, basically. Wiggins was really good in January and March, and Oubre was really good in February and not as good, uh, not good really at all in January, except for a few games, and then, you know, not as good in March. So can you get them on the same page? Tonight, they were pretty close to that, uh, although Oubre was 8 of 19. Uh, But, yeah, they go for 39 points between the two of them. If you can get 40 points close to that from those two on a night-in-night-out basis with decent shooting percentages, this team can win a lot of games in the last 25. Yeah, as it applies to the rest of this year, no question. Would love to see both of these guys get going at the same time. And look, you know, shout out the guys like Kent Bazemore who've had a really nice season shooting the three. Uh, you know, Damian Lee's popped off on occasion. He's had, you know, he's got the whole I don't I, I stay ready, so I don't have to get ready. You know, even guys like Poole kind of playing that combo guard spot. But as it applies to next year, because you're spot on about the rest of this year, no doubt about it. But as it applies to next year, even if it is. Ubre's going for a while, then Wiggins, then Ubre. As long as you've got at least one of those guys going, and then you've also got Clay Thompson, the good news is because you know Clay can play the two, maybe even play the three a bit. What you can do there is maybe if one of them isn't going well, play him, you know, some less minutes for a while, right? If Wiggins is having a tough month, okay, then you know maybe uh, Ubre is that six man slides in. He's playing more minutes, so Steve Kerr can be a little more discerning about his allocation of minutes at that point because you've got a deeper rotation and a deeper bench. It just gives them more options, and then once one of them gets going, great. And hey, look, if all three of them are going hot at the same time, well, you know, pencil Steph in for his requisite amount of points, and Warriors probably going to win a lot of basketball games. That's what legitimate depth looks like. Yeah, legitimate no depth. Legitimate depth is you have a guy like Ubre coming off your bench, and if it's not Ubre specifically, it's a guy that's as talented as he is, maybe in a different way. Like that's like you. But either way, you need somebody that's that good of a player uh, on your roster. And, yeah, Wiggins is a big part of it. You're right. It gives you options. It's, okay, Oubre can play for Clay or whoever the Oubre slot is can play for Clay or play for Wiggins. It, it takes a little bit of the pressure off Jordan Poole, who, who hasn't played as well uh, over the course of the last week. He knocked down a couple of shots tonight, but he was still one for six from three-point range uh, in, in the game tonight. One other uh, note on just the Warriors trying to go for it uh, tonight a little bit. Uh, Nico Mannion only played six minutes and was basically out of the rotation in the second half. The Warriors played Damian Lee with Jordan Poole. Now, Mannion did come in uh, once the game was basically decided, but they they tightened it up uh, a little bit tonight in terms of the rotation, and I think this was the first time we really saw a separation of, yeah, Poole can play, but Mannion doesn't necessarily have to be out there with them, and I think that's another step toward... Uh, I say this kiddingly, chasing wins. <laughs> no, I agree with you. And you look, I, I, my feelings on this have been well documented. This idea that Jordan Poole and Nico Mannion are joined at the hip. I just, I categorically reject that. And I mean, if you're really looking towards next year, if you're only going to play Jordan Poole with Nico Mannion, well, guess what? Jordan Poole is only going to play a handful of minutes next year. And I'd really like to see once Steph is healthy and, and you know, back into, back into full form, what it looks like with Steph and Jordan Poole playing some minutes together. Like, Steph at, at the point guard, Jordan uh, playing off guard, and, and then we'll see what it looks like. I just want to see, and I know they could get worn out defensively. I understand that, but Jordan Poole, his game has grown a lot. And, yeah, he's, you know, 
when Steph's back in there, you're not going to look to pool to be out there playing, you know, 33 minutes and scoring 20 plus points. I understand that, but at least now we know he's capable of doing that if called upon. Probably, you know, nowhere near as consistently as Steph, but that's okay. That's why Steph Curry's are special. Um, but Nico Mannion isn't ready to be a rotational piece yet. I don't feel like. I, look, if the Warriors' backup point guard next year is Nico Mannion, either he's grown by leaps and bounds down the stretch here, or that's a problem area for the Dubs next year. Either way, something needs to change from where it is right now. And no disrespect to Nico Mannion, like, he's not ready yet. And Jordan Poole had a whole year of experience before Mannion. He played well in the bubble. He's shown an ability to score at the NBA level. He's clearly worked on his game. Nico Mannion, we just don't know yet, and that's okay. I hope Nico Mannion can start next year in the G League, earn his spot, play well down there, get some seasoning, and then if he comes of age and it's time, okay, then you bring him up and give him a look. 888-957-9570. Final couple of minutes here. Warriors wrap up a 95-7 the game with J.D. and Covey uh, as the Warriors get the win over the Bulls, 116-102. to Let, Let's hear a little more from Steph Curry and his postgame Zoom session. Uh, after the win tonight, uh, all eyes on Steph and the injury. Uh, here's what he said was the toughest part of the injury tonight. Just dealing with pain, that's it. We try to turn it off and just focus on the game. The The charge I took was probably, it was a good play, and I try to brace myself. That's the one that you don't want to second guess moves or decisions that you know on either end of the floor because you're trying to avoid pain it um you kind of just have to deal with it so that's uh that was my mindset coming back so he just gonna have to deal with it he dealt with it well tonight i think it's also probably a good a good thing for the warriors that they have two days off before their next game to where he can really get some treatment and get some rest i know they got to fly and that's a, that's a game changer at least it can be uh but this is going to be one of those deals where he's going to be fighting through it for a while. And, and look, they'll get the two days off and then they're going to have three and four days uh, here Thursday, Friday, Sunday uh, with another flight before the Warriors are back home a week from tomorrow. Uh, if it's just a matter of playing through a little bit of pain, I, I think Steph showed tonight he's more than willing and capable of doing it and playing at a high level. But, you know, the Warriors are going to be monitoring him closely uh, and and if it does become something that hampers him and you know on the floor, uh, I don't think they're going to hesitate to pull him out. That was my my lingering thought tonight was, yeah. boy, it's good that there's a couple of games. And also, I wonder how long the Warriors will allow Steph to to do what he did tonight. Prediction time, JD. Steph plays in Miami and doesn't play in Toronto. Uh, I I got a funny feeling they're going to keep him out of the back to back. Toronto's they always routinely well, are banging Steph around anyway. So um, he might even. I I just I'll say this. He'll, he's going to miss one of the two games Thursday or Friday. That's just my gut feeling. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I hope Steph plays every game from here on out. But I just I kind of getting the feeling he's only going to play one of those next two. Well, and that's you know if that's the case, it, it's a it's a hell of a debate. Uh, because Which one? to me, yeah, well, because I, I don't, I'd want him to play. To, to me, Toronto's the more winnable of the two, and and it's tough when you when you play that game. I mean, the Warriors beat Miami and Toronto at Chase Center earlier in the year in, in close games. They came back on Miami and beat them. They held off Toronto after handling them for a good portion of that game. That Toronto had to lead late. Um, so I, you know, that that's that's an interesting debate. Uh, 
and the, the hope is obviously that he's going to feel better these next couple of days and and that he's in a better position Thursday at the start of the game than he was tonight and that would allow him to play in the back to back but uh, I think I think you raise uh, I think you raise an interesting point and and look if the Warriors were going to choose they they'd obviously they'll play him in the first one because he's going to have two days off to rest uh, before that one and then he'd have two days off if he didn't play Friday before the game, you'd have Friday, Saturday off before the game, Sunday. So right. uh, just from a scheduling point of view, if they were going to do that, uh, I think he would he would play the first one and probably not play the second one. Yeah, well, hopefully he's uh, feeling good. And, you know, obviously how he feels, how he wakes up to, after he wakes up tomorrow is going to go a long way towards determining that. Because, look, getting back out there and, you know, we, we could see it. it was, he was wincing and taking the charge, et cetera. Like, he got banged around a bit tonight. And... Uh, you know, we've all had injuries and, you know, and, and you know, you, even when you're just playing, you know, sports with your buddies or whatever, kind of trying to gut it out and whatever. And, um, you know, you can maybe ride that adrenaline. And certainly Steph was on that high tonight. Uh, and then you wake up tomorrow you're like, oh, man, I really I really exerted overextended myself a little bit last night. So how he wakes up feeling tomorrow is going to go a long way towards what the next couple of ga- uh, games look like. Before we get out of here, let's get to who's hot and who's not, as that, uh, as always here, is sponsored by Exergen, uh, because accuracy matters. We gave this guy a nod here a few moments ago, but Kent Bazemore tonight uh, gets the, the who's hot for me. Uh, four for four off the bench in 17 minutes. I mean, we can't give Steph every every award or accolade, right? I mean, Steph, no. 11 to 24, playing banged up. I mean, he definitely gets a nod. Uh, as far as who's not, I, I didn't really have anybody tonight that, that really was not. I mean, I guess Jordan Poole, uh, three for eight. He's cooled off a little bit uh, sure. the, the last couple of games. But, but look, that's all part of the deal uh, for him. It's just continuing to – to move forward and and deal with how teams are playing yeah it's it's similar to Wiseman although you know with another year under his belt yeah and and less under a microscope too I'll say this about Jordan Poole and and Fitz and Kalana pointed it out on the on the TV broadcast he wasn't hitting his threes tonight so it, as the game wore on into the fourth quarter when he was getting that shift he was back cutting and he made a couple of buckets just uh, attacking the basket and moving off the ball and Steve Kerr's offense for these guys that play on the wing, the the, the defense is going to get out and challenge shooters. They know that the Warriors want to shoot threes. How can you make them pay and get them to, to respect the fact uh, that you can do a little bit of both? Move off the ball, back cut. And uh, that's what this whole offense of Steve Kerr is predicated on, right? And I think Jordan Poole, to his credit, you know, once he realized his three wasn't going down, uh, he he looked to uh, to get a couple of easier buckets and got him in the fourth quarter. So I'll give him some credit there. But yeah, I agree. He's cooled off a bit. I'll give Wiggins a who's hot too, man. A nice twenty-one tonight, three of five from downtown, five dimes, three boards, couple of steals, blocked a shot, plus twelve. Just your your typical two-way Wiggs game tonight. And he made both of his three free throws, JD, which he rarely does. So shout out yeah. to two-way Wiggs tonight. And for the entire month of March, as as you pointed out uh, a couple of moments ago, I mean I, he was a he had a really nice month statistically. You just wish that it would have added up to more uh, than four wins in twelve games for the Warriors, but some extenuating circumstances there, obviously, with Stephen Curry missing uh, the bulk uh, of of the time that he did throughout uh, the tail end of March here. Draymond Green's probably yelling, uh, driving home, saying, oh, these guys not I, – I hit a 37-footer tonight. How are these guys – I made three three-pointers. You don't give me a who's hot – just for you, Draymond, I'll give you a little – we'll give you a nod uh, for the three for five tonight as far as uh, who's hot. 
uh, as Draymond was uh, engaged in this one from the start. So uh, that's who's hot and who's not, sponsored by Exergen, because accuracy matters. That'll also do it for us tonight. Uh, Kove, good stuff, man. Great to have you back, brother. And that's going to be... Really looking forward to a couple of final word shows here the next two nights. Uh, six o'clock tomorrow, seven o'clock I think on Wednesday. So that, uh, that we'll get to stretch it out a little bit and talk uh, talk a little bit of football. Something happened there uh, when you were gone. Yeah, I heard something about a trade, something about some draft picks. I don't know, 49ers moving on up. So yeah, man, plenty to talk about tomorrow night. Yeah, it's, it was good. Got to uh, got to go out of town for a few, uh, spend a little time with the wifey. But now re- recharge, ready to rock and roll. Just fun talking hoops man it's you know all it it takes is not doing this for a couple of days and you're like man i can't wait to get back on the air so uh shout out to you and and of course whitey thanks for uh, holding it down all the boys back at the station as well and uh yeah man looking forward to it we'll lock and load tomorrow night let's go baby all right so that'll do it for ryan covey i'm john dickinson thanks to sterling and the sams and Ryan Mauser as well. Uh, Warriors get the win tonight, 116 to 102. We're back tomorrow, 6 o'clock, with the final word. Back on Thursday, 3.30 for Warriors Live here on 95.7 The Game. Dubs get the win tonight over the Bulls, 116-102. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night.